Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines, a new study shows having an older brother could increase the odds of being gay. Canadian Idol alum Gary Beals comes out and drops a new single. And I'm also talking about the coronavirus pandemic, certain risk factors for LGBTQ people in particular, and where dating apps fall in all of this. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. I'm pretty certain that everyone within the sound of my voice today has been affected to some degree by the worldwide health threat known as the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19. I want to begin this episode of The Randy Report with an open letter signed by over 100 LGBTQ or LGBTQ-supportive organizations asking health providers to be aware that LGBTQ people have particular vulnerabilities in regard to the coronavirus. The list of original signers to the open letter include the National LGBT Cancer Network, LGBTQ Seniors Advocacy Group SAGE, New York Transgender Advocacy Group, the National Queer Asian Pacific Islander Alliance, GLMA, Health Professionals Advancing LGBTQ Equality, and Whitman Walker Health. The letter begins, quote, As the spread of the novel coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, increases, many LGBTQ plus people are understandably concerned about how this virus may affect us and our communities. The undersigned want to remind all parties handling COVID-19 surveillance, response, treatment, and media coverage, that would be me, folks, that LGBTQ plus communities are among those who are particularly vulnerable to the negative health effects of this virus. The group points to three specific factors that can lead to increased vulnerability for LGBTQ people. One, the LGBTQ plus population uses tobacco at rates that are 50% higher than the general population. COVID-19 is a respiratory illness that has proven particularly harmful to smokers. Two, The LGBTQ plus population has higher rates of HIV and cancer, which means a greater number of us have compromised immune systems, leaving us more vulnerable to COVID-19 infections. And three, LGBTQ plus people continue to experience discrimination, unwelcoming attitudes, and lack of understanding from providers and staff in many healthcare settings. And as a result many are reluctant to seek medical care except in situations that feel urgent, and perhaps not even then. The letter also notes that there are more than 3 million LGBTQ seniors in the U.S. Studies have shown queer elders are less likely than heterosexual counterparts to reach out for aid from health and aging providers due to fear of discrimination. In that COVID-19 has a much higher impact on people over 60, this dynamic becomes heightened during the current coronavirus threat. 
The group encourages LGBTQ people to find welcoming health providers if they're experiencing symptoms like fever or coughing. If you don't have a medical provider you feel comfortable with, GLMA provides a directory for welcoming providers. I'll have a link in the show notes. Also, the Human Rights Campaign has a list of LGBTQ-friendly medical centers and hospitals. And yes, I'll have a link for that as well in the show notes. While the coronavirus is not a sexually transmitted infection specifically, it is certainly communicable, and it's something that impacts sex lives. Specifically in this context, queer sex lives, hookup culture, and dating app usage. As the country progresses into quarantines, whether self-instructed or mandated by federal government, people have increasingly begun discussing what exactly that means in terms of sex. Some dating apps, like Grindr, have posted notices warning users of spreading the virus. But many stop short of saying, hey, stop hooking up. But now, the New York City Health Department has weighed in. In a white paper dated March 19, 2020, the agency writes, All New Yorkers should stay home and minimize contact with others to reduce the spread of COVID-19. Now, the overall advice is to minimize contact. But the paper does explain some ways to still engage a bit in sexual relief. The paper writes, You are your safest sex partner. It's been said before that masturbation is some of the safest sex you can have, and that extends to avoiding COVID-19. Remember, though, make sure you wash your hands and sex toys with soap and water before and after. But if masturbation isn't enough, the health department says... Quote, the next safest partner is someone you live with. Keep it within the quarantine. If you're quarantining with people, you're already exposed to them and are in close contact. Outside of the quarantine, though, folks, hookups are out. People really shouldn't be going over to someone else's place to meet up or to meet or to get together. The more one is outside and in different environments, the more exposure there is for either contracting or spreading the virus, whether someone knows they're infected or not. Going out to meet up with a different person or a different group of people to chat or to even have sex is really not social distancing. The point is to limit your in-person social interactions to just a few. Now, this doesn't mean there aren't other ways that you can meet up somehow to interact with other people. The Department of Health advises video dates, sexting, or chat rooms. And as for transmitting the virus, the health department emphasizes that, quote, kissing can easily pass COVID-19. Also, please note, not to be graphic, but the virus has been found in feces. So as my Instinct Magazine colleague Devin Randall wrote today online, Put your tongues away and let your hands play. Showering and hand washing, as well as sanitizing anything you may have touched while having sex, is important. And yes, one last thing. Group sex is, yes, officially, completely, off-limits at this time. It seems practically every hour a new announcement is made that this event or that festival has either been postponed or canceled thanks to the ongoing threat from the coronavirus. But with so much time on our hands, what are we to do other than binge-watch all those Netflix shows and movies we might be behind on? Well, 
Instagram sensation Mark Canamura decided he would dance the blues away, and he invited his 672,000 followers to follow him. Over the past week, Canamura, a former dancer for Lady Gaga and a contestant on So You Think You Can Dance, has been hosting virtual dance parties on his Instagram Live. He invited people from all over the world to join him for, quote, collective energy of love and dance, and thousands showed up. At one point, Kenemura attracted so much national attention, he showed up on the Today Show. He shared with the host there, I'm in the same boat. Everything that was lined up got canceled and postponed. I'm stuck at home and there's not much I can do. But one thing I can do is these dance parties and connect with people. The dance parties last about 10 to 15 minutes. Yes, I have attended a couple myself. They consist of usually about two songs, with Kanemura spontaneously teaching a set of easy-to-follow steps and repeating them so folks at home could dance along. During the event, he asked the folks to chime in and say where they're from in the world, and the list of locales included Florida, New York, Poland, Denmark, Italy, Ireland, and more. For most of the dance, there were over 3,000 to 5,000 people taking part at any given time. For a finale... He ended his virtual tea dance with a rain of confetti, and he was back at it every single day, decked out in a different outfit, and he even brings his own glitter ball. So let's hear it for folks who are doing their part to lift spirits during an uncertain time. You can follow Kanemura on Instagram, I'll have the link in the show notes. To watch the live dance parties, go to his page on Instagram, go up to the upper left-hand corner, where his avatar is, and at the time when he's live, it'll read live. Click on that and you can follow along. How about some news outside the pandemic? A new study shows having an older brother can increase the odds among men of being gay. Germany and Canadian researchers compiled data from 10 different studies on sexual orientation focusing on families with two sons, giving them a data set of 5,390 gay and straight men. Crunching the numbers, they found males with an older brother had a 38% higher likelihood of being gay than men who don't have an older male sibling. The study was published this week in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B Journal. Additionally, the data indicated that the more older brothers a man had, the greater the odds he would be gay. The New York Post reports the study also found, quote, a correlation between mothers giving birth to homosexual males and having more children, as opposed to moms of straight males having fewer children. In their paper, the researchers wrote, mothers of homosexual males produce more offspring than the mothers of heterosexual males. Professor David Spiegelhalter of the University of Cambridge told the Daily Mail, quote, the fascinating study estimates that having an older brother increases the odds of being gay by 38%, supporting the idea that a mother's immune response to having a male child influences subsequent boys. The study's authors hypothesize that immune systems of mothers who give birth to a male baby react to a specific protein that has been shown to be important for male development in male fetuses. The antibodies developed in reaction to that protein impact the brain development of future male children. Interestingly, the researchers noted there was no correlation found between the birth order for women and sexuality. Gossip guru Rob Shooter 
has shared that former presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg is in serious consideration by MSNBC to take over for Chris Matthews. You may recall Matthews' abrupt departure from the show weeks ago, just days after the political news veteran made a series of unfortunate remarks, including comparing Bernie Sanders' political movement to the Nazis invading France. Mm. According to Shooter, MSNBC's Steve Kornacki and Joy Reid, who have been rotating in the host chair for that time slot, both are on the short list for the job. However, Shooter's insiders have divulged that the network's first choice to replace Matthews is Pete Buttigieg. This development comes as no surprise, as Buttigieg recently did a stellar job guest hosting Jimmy Kimmel Live. Many who expected him to be a bit stiff reversed themselves. It turns out he's a natural, and he delivered some great TV moments, including taking shady swipes at Tulsi Gabbard in his opening monologue and a heartfelt feel-good interview with legendary actor Sir Patrick Stewart. Shooter's source also shared that in the cable news media landscape, the current trend is to hire politicians and the people around them who have risen to a national audience. It's very similar to the American Idol formula by which a virtually unknown singer ultimately becomes recognized by millions of people worldwide, making them a prime candidate for a record label to sign them, as there's already a built-in audience. And speaking of Idol, former Canadian Idol artist Gary Beals drops his first new music in over a decade this week, a soulful, emotionally raw track titled Me For Me. The single is a study in contrast as Veal's vocals range from quiet intimacy to a soaring, gospel-tinged roar. Imagine some old-school Luther Vandross with a touch of Billy Porter realness, and you get an idea of the depth and power of Veal's talent. Following his time on Canadian Idol, he was the season one runner-up in 2004, Beals released two studio albums, his self-titled 2005 release, followed by The Rebirth Of in 2009. Along the way, he earned widespread praise and a Juno Award nomination for Best R&B Soul Recording. In my exclusive interview on The Randy Report, Beale shared that he spent a majority of the years since Idol trying to hide his true self and hide who he truly loved. Performing for the masses, unable to identify with stereotypical boy-girl love songs, Beale says he felt confined by those constructs. He told me the inspiration for the new song was, quote, to create a piece of work where I could finally show up as Gary, expose myself and be vulnerable enough to put pen to paper where I no longer had to hide parts of myself because I was so used to protecting pieces of myself. I wanted to speak out about my experiences of love, whether romantic or platonic, where I found myself questioning, how could you not take me for me after giving myself so freely? He went on to say, Me For Me is about the great lengths we go to all for the sake of love. It's about risk versus reward. And in the end, is it worth it? Me For Me is also about embracing everything I am, he says, loving me for me. It's about individuality and embracing my sexuality after years of struggle. It's been 10 years since my last release, but this time I show up as my full self and that, in itself, feels amazing. Gary also shares that after stepping away from the spotlight for some intense reflection and personal growth, he did what artists do. 
and translated that journey into a new collection of songs titled Bleed My Truth, set for release this June. Says the 37-year-old artist, I had to expose my pain, hurt, and disappointment and channel it in a way that allowed me to heal and watch life take form. Let's take a listen to Gary Beale's new single, Me For Me.
reminder, Me For Me is now available on iTunes and Amazon and can be streamed on Spotify. You can check out my exclusive interview with the handsome Mr. Beals at, where else? TheRandyReport.com And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. Please remember, wash your hands a lot, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. See you next time. 